Good morning, brethren, and praise the Lord. I thank God that we are alive again, and we are coming to you still at home, but um, we are hopeful that things will improve, and we keep trusting God that soon, one of these days, we shall hear these announcements from the government that now we can go back to church, and that is our prayer uh, and we continue to trust God that soon it is going to happen. However, we have learned to live with the situation as it is. We have uh, been able to fellowship, to communicate with each other through the, uh, the, the, the technology that God has given us. And you know, God understands things, and we know that and he never make mistakes. Can you imagine what it would have been if this lockdown happened some 15 or 20 years ago when we did not have all this technology, ability to be able to communicate uh, through internet, uh, through Zoom and uh, other type of social media, it would have been very difficult for us uh, but thank God that this happened when uh, we are quite advanced and we are able to communicate and to continue uh, with our services as nothing has really happened except that we are not able to physically be able to meet. We thank God for everything and God knows why uh, this, this had to happen at this time. Last Sunday, we celebrated Holy Communion, and we, were, we are very grateful that the Lord Jesus has continued to sustain us through the one sacrifice that he made uh, on the cross when he died and rose again on our behalf. And from that day onward, we are not required to do any other Refitical sacrifices of animals or goats, we are supposed to look to him as the living sacrifice, as all the only sacrifice uh, that was done and this once and for all. There is no other sacrifice that is required. And today, I would like us to continue with almost uh, uh, the same, in the sense that I want us to look at. Um, Hebrews chapter 10, uh, we may touch a few verses in uh, probably 9 and, 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 and 7. And the reason why I'm looking at, uh, I want us to look at Hebrews chapter 10, it is because the Hebrews chapter 10 is like a summary of Hebrews 7, 8, and 9 that talks about Jesus Christ's as uh, the chief priest talks about the old covenant and the new covenant. Why do I want us to be reminded of the need for us to emphasize on this new covenant? It is because we have seen uh, in the past few years, and I mentioned this um, area in my messages to you, we have seen uh, the nation or tribes trying to go back or to bring back the old ways of doing things, and especially the old ways of worship. Because every tribe or every nation, 
worships. The question is, how do they worship and whom do they worship? And we have realized that um, our people are going back to those old ways. I do not know what has informed them or what has happened for them to want to revive what our fathers or even our parents abandoned and our generation, which is an even younger generation than us, in fact, our children are the ones who are trying to revive this, those sac sacrifices or the worship of the, of the ancestral gods in the mountains or in the, in, the, in the rivers or in certain shrines, rocks, or trees. Is this really necessary? I start here today to say it is not necessary. Why? Because as a believer, and I believe this nation, we pride ourselves and we say that we are a Christian nation. In fact, even in our constitution, we say we are one nation under God. And it is well known that Kenyans are worshippers. Kenyans will go to church. Kenyans identify with Christianity. What has happened then that we are going back to the old ways of doing things? Probably we are not properly advised or informed, or probably the church has failed to educate the people uh, that we do not need to go back to those old sacrifices because we already have a sacrifice that was made by Jesus and that sacrifice is adequate and we do not need to add anything else. Allow me to read uh, from the book of Hebrews chapter 10 and I'm going to be explaining a few things from, from first one all the way to 19 to 18. We may look at 19 if times allow, allow us. Uh, but let's see what, what, what the Bible says. This is what uh, uh, the writer of the Hebrews says. The law is only a shadow of the good things that are coming. The law is only a shadow of the good things that are coming. For this reason, it can never by this it for this reason it can never by the same sacrifice repeated endlessly year after year make perfect those who draw near to worship remember it's we we've just been told the law is only a shadow of the good things that are coming what the writer was trying to say is that the law of moses the law of Moses, the Ten Commandments, the Rephitical laws that required certain sacrifices be made to atone the sins of humanity, that it was only a shadow of what was to come. And if it was a shadow, then there is no way it could be perfect and it, was not, it is not possible that it could have been able to perfect us or to perfect those who draw near to it to worship. And that's the reason why there remained yet one more sacrifice. And that's why Christ Jesus came. We know, we are told that the priest was required to enter into the temple 
the chief priests once in a year and he would enter into the holy of holies or the most holy place where the ark of covenant was and it is only one person the appointed one the chief priest who would enter that particular year and we are told that he had to prepare himself thoroughly because even himself he was not perfect to be to offer a sacrifice for others he had to offer offer that sacrifice first of all for himself to purify himself from any sin he would have to clean his clothes that were supposed to be spotless and then he would be tied on his ankle with a rope and striped with a bell so that when he is inside, as he performs the duty of a priest, they are, the people outside, they are able to hear him, that he is still alive. Otherwise, if he enters that place, that place when he is not proper or he has sins, he would be stricken by the power of God and he would die. And then they would use the rope to pull him out because no one is supposed to enter there except the chosen priest. That is what we are being told. This was under the law and it was a shadow of good things that are coming. And then what does it say? For this reason, it can never by the same sacrifice repeated address year after year make perfect those who draw near to worship otherwise would they not have stopped being offered for the worshipers would have been cleansed once for all and would no longer have felt guilty for their sins but those sacrifices are an annual reminder of sins. Please note that verse 3. It says those sacrifices that were repeated year after year because it was not possible for the sacrifice to eradicate completely the sins of humanity. And therefore every year it had to be repeated. And verse 3 says, but those sacrifices are an annual reminder of sins. What did they do? They kept reminding people that they are sinners. They kept reminding them that they are inadequate. And they would come every year with animals to be sacrificed on their behalf so that their sins can be forgiven. Verse 4 says, It is impossible for the blood of bulls and goats to take away sins. Please note, it is impossible for the blood of bulls and goats to take away sins. And I would like to mention here, as I said earlier, we have seen our people from all tribes going back to the old ways of doing things. An example is the invasion of rockers and the COVID-19. We saw various tribes calling upon their priests. I don't know when they were actually anointed priests because some of them, they are pretty young. And then we have seen them coming together 
purporting to sacrifice or to offer bulls or goats or animal sacrifices. Why? Because they believe the reason why we have rockers, the reason why we have COVID-19, it is because we have sinned. I want to commend them for that, for acknowledging that human beings are sinners. But I want to correct them because they cannot sacrifice the blood of goats or bulls or whatever animal they sacrifice as a remission for sin. The blood of goats cannot appease Jehovah God. I'm glad they do not refer to him. When they are sacrificing, they say they are sacrificing to their gods. Can their gods be able to save them? Can their gods be able to provide food? Can their gods be able to give us rains? Can their gods be able to take away COVID-19? The answer is no. There's only one God, the creator of heaven and earth. His name is Jehovah God, Yahweh. His son is Jesus Christ, the one he sent to come and die for us. And he is the one we are talking about. This is the sacrifice that was made for humanity. It is what we have been, we have been waiting all through. Remember we said the law was just a copy of what was to come. The Levitical sacrifices that the Israelites used to, to perform and other nations also copied from them. They would sacrifice to their gods. In Israel, that came to an end when Jesus Christ came. And I would like to announce to all of us today, as I caution our people, please do not take us back to that which is not real. Don't take us back to that which was just a copy. Don't take us back to that which was just an image. It cannot help us. It did not help us. And that's why our parents abandoned it and they went to church. They did not make a mistake. They were well informed. They wanted a change. They wanted something new. They had lived with these sacrifices for ages. And they had not seen the real benefits. So when the message of Christ came, they identified that this is what we've been waiting for. And they abandoned their old ways. And they went to church, to fellowship. They turned away from their sins. They called upon the Lord for forgiveness. They changed 
It is that change that has brought you the blessings that you have today. Many of us went to Christian schools. In this country, most of the schools, especially high schools and even primary schools, they were sponsored by the church. We have benefited from Christianity. We have benefited from the knowledge of knowing that Christ is the only sacrifice. Why do we want to go back to the old ways of doing things? Yes, I accept that there are some customs that are good. And I have no problem with customs. What I'm, I have problem with is worship. Because the moment you sacrifice blood, that is worship. The moment you invoke blood and you say you are communicating with the spirits or the ancestors, that is worship. And I would like to clarify that that is not permitted in the scripture. Because there is only one whom we worship. God our Father through his son Jesus Christ. Any other type of worship is an idol worship. And let it be clear to our people, those that are not properly informed, those of you that are going back to revive old ways of things, you are in error. And you are returning back, us back, to wickedness. And wickedness will attract judgment. We do not want to be judged. We don't want to worship idols again. We don't want to worship other trees. We don't want to go to the rocks to worship. We don't want to go to the rivers to worship. We want to lift up our eyes to the Lord and worship him because he is with us. Let's continue with our text. Verse 5 says, Therefore, when Christ came into the world, he said, Hear this. This is Christ now. When he came into the world, he said, Sacrifice and offering you did not desire. In other words, sacrifice and offering our Father did not desire, but a body you prepared for me. In other words, what he was looking for is a body, and that body is the body of the Lord Jesus Christ. With burnt offerings and sin offerings, you are not pleased. Remember, this is what has been done before. And then he is saying, with burnt offerings and sin offerings, you are not pleased. In other words, God was not pleased. Though that has been done year after year, he says, still God was not pleased. And then verse 7 said, Then I said, here I am, it is written about me. In the scroll, I have come to do your will, my God. This was Jesus saying, here I am, as it is written, 
in the scriptures. What have I come to do? To do your will, O Lord God. I have come to offer myself as the sacrifice. And no wonder the Bible calls him the Lamb of God that was sacrificed for all our sins. Even John, when he saw him coming to be baptized, he said, Behold the Lamb of God. Behold the sacrificial Lamb. Behold the one who gives himself to die for our sake. That is Jesus. And that's what... Uh, we are being told here. Then I said, here I am, it is written about me in the scroll. I have come to do your will, my God. Jesus has already done the will of God. Jesus has already accomplished the purpose for which he came. He came to die for our sins. And the entire world acknowledges. Why do I say so? We celebrate Easter. Why? Because we on Good Friday, because we all say that this is the time that Jesus Christ was crucified, was resurrected from the dead. What are we acknowledging? That he is the final sacrifice. And therefore, it is important for all of us to know this, that there is no other sacrifice that is required. First, he said, sacrifice and offerings. Burnt offering and sin offerings you did not desire, nor were you pleased with them, though they were offered in accordance with the law. Then he said, here I am, I have come to do your will. This is being repeated. Verse 7 says the same. In verse 8 and 9, it is a repetition of the same. To emphasize that Jesus is the final sacrifice. We do not need any other sacrifice, brethren. We do not need priests to go to Mount Kenya to sacrifice on behalf of the Kikuyus. We do not need the Karajins to go to Nadehil, to, to Koitalel to sacrifice on behalf of the Karajins. We do not need the Luas to go to the lake or to the mountain to Gotlamogi to sacrifice on, their, on behalf of the people. We don't need the Karajins to invoke their gods anymore. The Mijikedas, you do not need to go back to Kaya Forest to sacrifice. Jesus Christ has already been sacrificed. And he is the one that we subscribe to. If we need any sacrifice, we turn to him and we remind him, you paid the price for us. If we are in trouble, if we are in need, if we want locusts to disappear from the land, if we want COVID-19 to disappear from the land, it is not the blood of bulls that we need. It is Jesus Christ that we need to turn to and to call upon. And I want to thank God because I know in this nation we have people that have been praying and interceding and calling upon the name of the Lord. And no wonder we have seen victory. What had been predicted that by April we'll be having the numbers who rise to 10,000. We are not yet there and we will not get there, I believe. As we continue to pray and we are seeing recoveries of those that are sick, I want to thank God because he is answering our prayers. I want to remind you people, continue to 
to call upon the name of the Lord. Continue to focus your eyes on Jesus Christ, not on any other sacrifice. Do not trust men. How can you trust men who themselves are sinners, who call themselves priests to go and offer a sacrifice on your behalf? Jesus Christ is that sacrifice that you need for yourself. And he has already given himself for you. Let's continue. Verse 9. Then he said, here I am. I have come to do your will. He sets aside the first to establish the second. What does that mean? Setting aside the first to establish the second. We saw from verse 1 of chapter 10, the law is only a shadow of the good things that are coming. Yes, what is coming, what was first is the law, is those sacrificial, those sacrifices that they made using animals, bulls and goats that were not adequate to take away the sins completely. No wonder they had to be redone, repeated year after year. But now we are being told when he came, Jesus, to do the will of the Father, he sets aside the first to establish the second. What is the second? The second is the covenant that you and I have between you and the Lord Jesus. He became the sacrifice. The first covenant was between God and, 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 um, and Abraham. This is the second covenant. In the second, first covenant, lambs, goats, had to be sacrificed. Because there cannot be a covenant without the shedding of blood. But, in the second covenant, we don't need bulls, we don't need goats, we don't need lambs. The Lamb of God has been sacrificed. He has set aside the old ways of doing things. So when you accepted Christ, or when you identified with Christ, and many of us have said so, that we have identified with Christ. Many have been baptized and you have gone to church. As a matter of fact, they are, if the people who are advocating for the old ways of doing things, they are trying to tell us, no, we are still Christian. We are still part of the church. What we are doing, we do not want to forget our ways, our customs. I said, if it is customs, there are some customs that we practice and we are happy with. But when you tell me that now you want to sacrifice, to go back to worship the same way you are worshiping before all our fathers were worshiping, then I have a problem with that. Because there cannot be two sacrifices. Jesus is the final one. He has set aside the old ways of doing things. Why do we then go back to those old ways of doing things? We cannot go back to the old ways of doing things. Jesus Christ is the final sacrifice. First, and by that will... We have, made, we have been made holy through the sacrifice of the body of Christ once for all. Note that word. We have been made holy. 
We have been made holy through the sacrifice of Jesus, of the blood of Jesus Christ once and for all. There is nothing that remains. It has been done day after day. Every priest starts and performs his religious duties again, again. He offers the same sacrifice, which can never take away sins. But when this priest, this priest Jesus, had offered for all time one sacrifice for sins, he sat down at the right hand of God. That is victory. When he finished his work, he ascended back to heaven. And what did he do? He sat down at the right hand of God. And since that time, he waits for his enemies to be made his footstool. In other words, all his enemies are under his feet. And the Bible is very clear. We have become the righteousness of God through Christ Jesus. We have also ascended with him to heaven where he is seated. Whatever is under his feet is also under our feet. Therefore, what is this that scares humanity to want to go back to appease it with blood? You do not need to do anything. The Lord has already fought this battle for us and it is won. And since that time, he awaits for his enemies to, to be made his footstool. For by one sacrifice, he has made perfect forever those who are being made holy. We have been made perfect. We do not need any other blood. It is only the blood of Jesus. All that is required of you is to acknowledge and to accept that that is the sacrifice that you take that is the sacrifice that you can only, you can't offer. It has already been offered for you. What you do is to accept that the high priest has already offered a sacrifice on your behalf and you are free. The Holy Spirit also testifies to us about this. First he says, this is the covenant I will make with them. After that time, says the Lord, I will put my laws in their hearts and I will write them on their, on their minds. Ah. When that covenant was done, what God has done, he has established or he has written his law. He has put it in our hearts and in our minds. I do not need the priests all another intermediary to go to God on my behalf. Jesus has already done this for me. And the law is in my heart. It is in my mind. I know what is right and what is not right. Then he adds, their sins and lawless acts I will remember no more. I want to remind you and remind myself that after that sacrifice of the Son of God, the Word tells us that our sins and lawless acts, the Lord says, 
I will remember no more. There are some of us who do not understand that Jesus paid the entire price. And when you came to him, by acknowledging him as your Lord and Savior, your past sins, lawlessness, was erased and forgotten. And the Lord says, I will remember no more. The unfortunate thing is that we keep being reminded by the enemy that we were or we used to be. I want to teach you something. Remind the devil that if he can remember what you did, he is the only one who has that record. God the Father who is a judge doesn't have that record. And even you that has been forgiven, you do not have that record. Because the Bible says, I will remember no more their sins. And where these have been forgiven, sacrifice for sin is no longer necessary. There is no other sacrifice. Because your sins have been forgiven, and there is no other sacrifice that is necessary. Verse 19 says this, Therefore, brothers and sisters, since we have confidence to enter the most holy place by the blood of Jesus, by a new and a living way opened for us through the curtain, that is his body. Remember, when he was sacrificed on the cross, the curtain that separated the holy place with the holy of holies, where we saw is only a, a chief priest could enter. It was torn from the bottom to the top, to, the, to, to, to down, from top to the bottom. And that signified his death that was pierced with a spear, broken, so that through his body we can enter to the holy of holy where the Father is. And that's why the writer is telling us, therefore, now that we have accepted that this is the only sacrifice that we need, and that our sins are forgiven and they shall not be remembered anymore. We now qualify to enter the most holy place by the blood of Jesus. Praise the Lord. We have such a great, great priest over the house of God. Jesus is the chief priest. Let us draw near to God with a sincere heart and with a full assurance that faith brings, having our hearts sprinkled 
to cleanse us. Sprinkled with what? With the blood. And that's the faith that we have. If you have believed in Christ, and I believe you have, and if you have not, I am giving you an opportunity to confess your sins today and turn to him. Because as I said, there is no other way. There is no other sacrifice. No one will stand before God on your behalf. And if there is anyone who tells you that he can pay for your sins, he is lying to you. There is no one, no human beings can be able to ascend to the holy place on your behalf. Jesus is the only one. And we are told he has already done that on your behalf. Therefore, have confidence. Boldly come before him. You have the right to enter into the holy of holies. You have the right to enter before the Father in heaven. And nothing can stop you. I'd like us to close. And I want you to go with me to the book of Hebrews, chapter 4, verse 14. Therefore, since we have a great high, a, a great high priest who has ascended into heaven, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold firmly to the faith we profess. My brother, my sister, hold firmly to the faith that you profess. Do not be swayed by people who will come to tell you that you are not in the right path or you have not believed properly. You do not need any other message. You already have the message. The message is Jesus Christ. You are told, hold firmly to the faith you profess. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to empathize or sympathize with our weaknesses. Yes. Why weaknesses? Because we have one who has been tempted in every way just as we are, yet he did not sin. We are being reminded that Jesus is aware of our situation. Why? Because he came as a man. He lived on earth. He understands your situation, your strength, and your weaknesses. Therefore, he is the only one who can sympathize with you, no one else. And for that reason, I want you to know that we have a high priest who is sympathetic with our situation. He is not about to condemn any one of us. He is ready to walk with you. Mm -hmm. Verse 16, let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence. We have a priest who is appro approachable. 
Let us not fear. We can approach him. He is not one that you need to fear as you approach. No, you are told, let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. Do, are you in a time of need? What you need is grace and mercy. And that has already been provided for. You are told, have confidence as you approach the grace, the throne of grace. Enter into the holy of holies. There is no barrier. Come before him with thanksgiving and praise. You have, oh, you have already been qualified by Christ. My message to you today is that Christ is the final sacrifice. He is also the only priest that we need. And he is sympathetic with our situation. He is approachable. Let us not fear. Let us trust and have faith in him. He will see us through what we are going through. You may have lost a job. I want to assure you, he is aware that you don't have a job. Enter into his presence with your case. Present it before him without complaining. And pray and he will answer you. Are you sick in your body? Are you facing any trouble? Are you disturbed in your mind? Welcome to Jesus. He is the answer that you need. And as I said, if you are not born again, give your life to Jesus. Ask him, Lord Jesus, come into my life. Ask him to forgive your sins and he will forgive you. And then you can call the number on, on the screen. We shall help you. Shall we pray? I want to request, if you have any needs, trust God, believe him together with me today, and he will answer us. Our Father who art in heaven, we lift your name above all names. We thank you for Jesus who is the final sacrifice. We do not need any other sacrifice. He paid the entire price. We call upon him today knowing that he hears us when we call him. Some of us do not have jobs. We have lost jobs. We ask that you may provide us with jobs or means of income. Some of us have lost businesses. We ask you to come and intervene on our behalf and revive our businesses. Some of us are sick, Lord, in our bodies. We know that you are the Lord, our healer. We ask for healing. We speak healing to our bodies now in the name of Jesus. Some of us, Lord, have other issues that are disturbing us. We also call upon you today and we ask you to remember us. Lord Jesus, set us free. You are the lesson we live. 
You are our hope, and there is no one else like you. We pray this in Jesus' name. May the Lord bless you and thank you for continuing to worship and to wait upon the Lord. We don't take it for granted. We notice that many of you tune in, and we request that as many as can be able to do so, please keep tuning in on Sundays so that we can continue to fellowship together. God bless you. God bless you. Thank you.